1: For Memorial Day, get 15% off your borough purchase at borough.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at borough.com slash ACAST.
3: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Don't Blame Me, starring us we are don't blame me we're an advice podcast where we give you life-changing life-altering amazing wonderful fantastic advice and we're qualified to give you this advice in no way other than the fact that we have decided
4: to fucking do it and you have also decided because you call in
3: yeah this is your fault you fucking listen you fucking called in this show is here because you listen if you want to call in for an upcoming episode you can leave us a voicemail at And international listeners, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. You got to keep it under three minutes. We ask that you write everything down that you want to say. You have all the important information. We need to know your ages, everyone ages involved, your pronouns, the pronouns of other people in the story. Got to be 18 or over. Have your parents permission. If you do a wonderful, wonderful call, you might get a diamond from the diamond herself. A nice sparkly diamond sparkly like real housewives which one did they do that uh beverly hills sparkly so that's what we asked for we don't ask for much we do want you to write down and
4: practice what you say yeah it just makes the advice that we give better because we have all the information
3: yeah you don't want us to accidentally think that like you were like a monster
4: yeah do you but please 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 guys please call in please do not dm us asking for advice I feel like we have to do that every three months. I know. We get a lot of people DMing us. Please don't DM us. Please call into the show. If you have updates, please write in, send an email. You don't have to DM us to let us know you have an update. Just DM us.
3: Everyone's like, okay, what? Okay, for sure, for sure. We wish we could answer advice over DMs, but we can't because that, eliminates the entire point of our podcast and our podcast is it is anonymous mm-hmm. uh, here's the other thing if you're calling about someone you're like but my friend listens to the podcast you have our permission to live to them and say that it
4: wasn't about them but at the same time sometimes it's kind of great to be it like it be good but also there's plenty of ways to disguise your voice too on yeah. the internet on applications and we haven't gotten one of those in a while
3: Mm-mm.
4: hello <laughs> i have a question <laughs> i am worried my friend and i are fighting you could put it in tiktok you know now they have it's like rocket voice. voice there's different voices mm-hmm. so just put it on tiktok yeah don't post the video to tiktok you know save it to your account but you can put type it out if you're writing it down you already have it mm-hmm. typed out paste it in there and then just play it there you go
3: i do like the from guardians of the galaxy the rocket voice they're yeah. doing it it's very funny
4: um, so what's new with you? I got my hair done as you can see. And if you're watching, you can see. And if you followed me on Instagram and looked at my stories, you would have seen me naked, butt ass naked yesterday. Did you not see it? No. Is it still up? Uh? Mm, it's probably gone by now. Well, also, this is a good time to promo the Patreon. If you want to see how
3: hot we are and how great Melissa's hair looks, I never, I have taken no nudes in my life except for like stupid ones. They're not sexy. They're like funny, <laughs> <laughs> but like, I need to take notes. Like, I need to like, I want to go to look back and be like, look at you,
4: you hot bitch. And we just start doing that. I posted it. And then later, Issa Ray posted a picture of her naked. And I was like, obviously she wants to be just like
3: me. Yeah, no, you were, you were an influencer. Yeah. You, you influenced her.
4: <laughs> she looked at my story. She and did. She was like, I need to go do this model and shoot. And she rips then, her <laughs> clothes off.
3: And she has yours pulled up on her iPad mm-hmm. so she can see a big screen. Mm-hmm. She'd be like, how do I do this?
4: (laughs) That's so funny. So, and then also I'm just, you know, I've been talking about this for a week. I'm excited about people not being able to contact me for three days. Mm -hmm. And so I haven't watched Adele's special yet that she did with Oprah. And so I want to, I'm going to take an edible.
3: I don't fuck with edibles. And I
4: can't smoke because of my lungs. I'm too queasy. Edibles are do not do well with my stomach. They had a sale the other day from a company that i like get yeah. delivery for for cookies and it was like four dollars for 10 cookies so i have about and you have to do a minimum order <laughs> oh my <laughs> I'm like god seventy something so i have about a 100 cookies holy fuck but they're you know in plastic bags so oh that's good okay at that time you're solid you can freeze them too probably mm-hmm. i'm probably gonna sneak some in my bag and take them to my mm-hmm. friends and loved ones happy holidays yep. mm-hmm. so i'm going to have an edible watch Adele special also get caught up on Housewives. While I, I bought a light bright from Target the other day, and for those of you that don't know, light bright is so back in the '90s when I originally had one. It was this big, kind of like a old school TV type thing, and you had to put a light bulb in the back. Oh, yeah, and it would get really hot, but <laughs> it was like my favorite thing to do because you put like this little piece of paper on a screen and then poke the little they look like Christmas lights. Yeah, it's like a peg board yeah. kind of looking thing. You peg it and peg then, it. and it's color coordinated. Mm-hmm. And so this is what and I bought the new version of it which is more just like a flat screen. It, like updated TVs and you don't yeah. have to put batteries in the back and they'll light up. And so I'm very excited about this.
3: I'm excited for you. Like that is like as soon as you're like I got a light bright I'm like you gotta get high. <laughs> yes. There's a light bright you're an adult. Mm-hmm. That is so funny. Well, I'm excited for you. I still also need to watch Adele's special. I have not watched it yet. We just started... I have this issue with TV shows where like, I don't like, I don't like in general, I don't like ending things. Like I don't like things to
4: end. Yeah. It took me like three years to finish How to Get Away with Murder. I still have like Orphan Black. I still just have the last episode left of that.
3: I'm exactly the same way. So like I have like the last two or three episodes of Criminal Minds left. Like, We have the last two episodes of Modern Family left. I like sat on like the final like 50 pages of the last Harry Potter book for like a week. And I was like, I don't want to finish it, but I like, wouldn't leave my room because I didn't want someone to spoil it for me. Like, I don't like things ending. Mm-hmm. We basically for Brooklyn Nine-Nine, the final season, we restarted the season at the start of the new season because I was like, I want to watch all of the other episodes to prepare because it's like a very short, this thing like nine episodes oh, yeah. for the final season. So that's what we've been doing. And we've been
4: watching that. Have you started the newest season yet? Yeah. Okay. I thought they did a really good job did with you? Life, lives matter.
3: I thought that it was like, I think I also went into it with the preconceived notion of like seeing everyone talk about it. It kind of felt like a pilot all over to me again. Like the first episode had so much like setting the stage context kind of things that it felt a little clunky. But then episode two, I thought was like great. Yeah. Episode three, I thought was great. I just thought like the first one back, like, but at the same time, I'm like, How do
4: you do it to do it in some type of way?
3: But they also had to address like COVID, too. So like it just felt like I know if it was a streaming service, they would have done a 45 or an hour episode. And they had to fit it all in like a
4: very short time frame. When they aired it, though, they aired both episode one and two together. Uh, That might have thrown Way more sense. Yes, it was aired as one episode.
3: Way, way more sense. Mm -hmm. But I'm like very pleasantly surprised because it's a show about cops. And one thing that they've done, which I think is like important, is like throughout the whole show, they have shown and discussed every different kind of policing. So Mm -hmm. like they didn't really have. An out. Not that I would think that they would do this based on like the creators and like just the show and in general, but they didn't really have an out for like other policing shows. It can be like, well, we hate like criminal minds. Like it's like, well, like criminal minds hates like cop cops, but they're detectives and they're in like a special unit. And so they're like seen as like othered and better than them. But like for nine nine, they've shown like beat cops, like detect they've done everything and showed like they don't really have one to be like, oh, we're better than this kind of thing were the exception to this. So I was interested to see how they were going to handle it because it's a cop show that it's clearly not written by people who are pro-policing. So I think it's like doing very good now that we're into like more... Of the episodes. I mean, I know it's already over, but I I'm sad for it be over for me.
4: When I was watching the, the last episode, I didn't <gasps> know it was the last episode, but when you watch it, you like... You'll, you'll be like, oh, this is the end. Yeah. And so it just caught me off guard because I was like, I didn't realize how short the season was. Yeah. So I was just watching it. I was like, this feels like a finale finale. Mm. Oh, it is. <laughs> yeah. So I'm liking it. That's what we've been doing. Yeah. With Modern Family since that last season... They thought the season before was going to be the last yeah. season so it's kind of it's very weird drawn out and weird
3: it is i i
4: made mods check like four times in the season before the last i was like are you sure this is not the, the end, end they thought and then abc was like nope we want one more season yeah and it's like okay let's
3: do it then oh i was gonna ask you one other thing <laughs> this is so irrelevant would you have sex with p davidson
4: i don't think so you don't think so no
3: I think it's my right as a woman to have sex with Pete (laughs)
4: Davidson. I think he is an attractive man, but if we're going to talk about age gaps. Oh, how old is he? He's like 28 and Kim Kardashian's 41. It's a big age gap. It is a big age gap. I don't think I want to. He's a homie hopper. (laughs) He is a homie hopper, but not dating him, just having sex with him. I don't think I'd want to have sex with him. Okay, well, I have one less person of
3: competition. We do constantly need people that neither of us want to have sex with.
4: I am not sexually attracted to him.
3: Yeah, be fair. He was written by a woman. And like, I just feel like it is my duty. Not even my duty. I think it's my right as a woman is... To want to have sex with pete davidson like he just doesn't look like he smells good to me i don't disagree but that also doesn't turn me off in this I'd rather
4: sleep with timothy chalamet than
3: you're pete davidson kidding me here's the thing i can't even find an argument because they are both scrawny white boys in different fonts and one of them just does it and the other one like it is like a visceral reaction that i'm like no no offense timothy chalamet but like no i want my skinny white <laughs> boys to be like I don't want them to be like artsy and pretentious. Like, no, I need like a face tattoo or like a neck tattoo. Like I don't want, not Machine Gun Kelly. So what do I even like? I don't know. <laughs> look at us. Hey, look at us. <laughs> well, um, what a great catch up. Hope you all enjoyed that catch up. If you want to hear, I really sounded like I was saying catch up, like as in and Mustard. Ketchup. up, cats up. If you didn't skip ahead and you're not like, get to the fucking advice and you like hearing us talk, you should go listen to our other podcasts. But am I wrong? Every Thursday, we talk about who's wrong and who's not. But I won't keep promoing that. Our update didn't show. We've been stood up. (laughs) And we are just going to hop into the calls and... Pew, pew, pew. And we promise updates are coming soon. We just have switched it. We're now going to be doing updates on weekends because people can't really do it during the week. And um, we thought we
4: were going to be able to get it today. I mean, we had two people scheduled. And one is understandable.
3: (laughs) Yeah. The other one, I just need you all... (laughs) read time zones yeah come on it's hard sometimes i do it too though but it was an email and text it was it was so it's fine we'll talk to them again but um we're gonna get into the calls hi megan and melissa i'm calling
5: after just being dumped by my boyfriend of seven years and kind of wanted to get your advice. So, um, like I said, she, her pronouns, and him, pronouns for my ex. We were dating for seven years. Now, this morning, he went to work like he usually does. And then, on my way to my work, I received a text message saying how some dude is following me. Some dude on Instagram that apparently he doesn't like. Now, I'm not following that dude. And he can see that I'm not following that dude. So, I explained that to him. I didn't know he was following me. I'm not following him, but if you'd like, for me, I'll blog him. Situation dealt with. He continues to be upset and replies, if I want to play these quote quote games, then to go ahead. I replied to him, letting him know that I'm not playing any games, and, you know, we're adults here. We'll talk about it when we get home. Well, I'm here for him all day today, and get home, he's not here. Yeah, so he gets home around 1 a.m., He started packing all his stuff and we get into an argument and pretty much says how I haven't been there for him and how I haven't been the best partner. And pretty much just starts piling all this stuff on me, which, by the way, what an asshole, right? Anyway, but the story is what do I do? How do I get over a breakup of somebody that I've been with for seven years, knowing that I did nothing wrong? He literally broke up with me. Because of a guy that's following me on Instagram. And now he took up all the stuff that he has from our home and he left. And now he won't talk to me. So what should I do? Should I try to fight for this relationship or just kind of move on? Thank you so much. And I hope you can help. Bye-bye.
3: Oh, my God. I feel I'm so, so sorry. bad. Okay. I This might be a hot take. <laughs> and also feel free to disregard this if this is not, like, helpful for you at all. To me, this seems like he's done something nefarious and he just broke up with you instead of telling, like, tell not to like, again, that is, yes, I am jumping to conclusions and all of this, but like the reaction from the information you gave us, the reaction does not warrant the action. Like the the action does not warrant this reaction. Mm -hmm. And this is seems so wild and definitive and like dramatic. And also like the sheer lack of communication seven years in, like you seem so blindsided by it. That to me, it's like sometimes when people like attack you for doing things, it's those the things that they are doing. And to me, I'm like, did you cheat or have you had thoughts of cheating? And then you see this, you decide to cast you, Caller, in the light that he has put him like what he has done and then retaliates and then like treats this as like an easy way out so he doesn't have to tell you. But that's like me jumping
4: to a lot of conclusions. But it does not add up. Agree. This seems very out of the blue and he's just using it as an excuse to dip. Yeah. Like either things have been piling up and this was just like the last, you know, thing that broke or he's done something and using this as his his out. But he's placing the blame on you because he's trying to alleviate his own guilt.
3: Yeah. Either way. No, a hundred percent. Like it could be that he has the feelings he has had has changed and have lost. And instead of reconciling with that and himself, losing feelings for someone doesn't make you a bad person, but like a lot of people feel that way. And so instead of addressing the guilt that comes with that, he's just going to make you the villain and lash out at you. But this is about him. And like, I mean, I can't tell you what to do, but my opinion, yeah, don't reconcile with him. Don't try and kind of like make this work at all because this is not what you do to someone after seven no. years. It's not. And like, if this is how someone's going to handle the end of a relationship after all of this time, I don't see the point of trying to work through forward with this because that would be coming from you, not mm. him being like, hey, I really want to work through this. No, that's taking on way too much. And I just think you'll end up disappointed again. Again, because you're taking the initiative, not him. But this is like
4: wild. And you live together. You live together. It's been seven years. That's a
0: lot. That's more
4: than Mots and I have been together. It's a lot of time to be invested into the relationship and just leaving over something that is so out of your own control. Somebody following you is not in your control. And then him getting mad about it. So something else was going on. Yeah,
3: something else is definitely going on. So I don't think you even need to get to the bottom of what was going on. I mean, it's obviously not my life. So I can't tell you because I'm also like (laughs) chronically curious. Whatever the reasoning behind it, as much as it feels like it's going to be so instrumental in getting over him, it's not like we think we assign a lot of like we talk about closure here a lot, but we assign a lot of value in uh, knowing all of like said information. So then we can process and handle it in a certain way. As somebody who's been there in like the, I need to know everything in situations, And my therapist says that like, what I do, that is I I intellectualize my feelings. So I think if I can know everything, then I'll know how to feel. And she's like, well, that's not what feeling is. Like, you just have to fucking feel it. Mm -hmm. Like, do you feel like sad? Do you feel happy? Do you feel angry? Like, you don't need to have a justification or something that's going to change your instinctual reactions to things. So... I say that you reach out to like a close friend if you have somebody or a family member who you can either stay with or can come stay with you. So you don't, if you aren't really wanting to have kind of alone time in this place that you have lived together with him, blocking him on everything. And start like the biggest advice I can have is like when you're going through something like this is like starting a hobby and like not as like a means of distraction, but as a means of doing something for myself That is only about me that I like because I have to decide that I like this thing and that I want to do this thing. It forces you to like prioritize yourself because you're doing something for you. And I think it's an easier way to kind of let those feelings of processing grief and heartbreak come through as opposed to throwing yourself into work where you're essentially performing and working for somebody else um, that it can just help you to put yourself first and be a little selfish in all of this. And then I would, yeah, not answer his phone calls if he calls. Like, this makes me so mad. You have to deal with being sad, confused, and mad, you know? Yeah. Like, it's a lot of feelings to process and handle at one time. Be patient with yourself and knowing that, like, a heartbreak, like, really, really, really sucks. And, like, it's really hard it's going to suck for a while. And then eventually it's going to suck a little less and then a little less and a little less. And there's no real like formula to that except time and working through it.
4: I'm so sorry.
3: I'm so mad at him. It's like not how you treat people. No. Well, once you get reach a certain level of like relationship, like you owe me something. Mm -hmm. Of all the people in the world that you owe something to, like I am one of them. And like, this is unacceptable. Yeah. And you think that you get to a certain point where like, You've kind of dodged it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You've avoided any It was going to happen
4: later down the road, but it's also like they live together. Is he going, I don't know if you guys have a mortgage or yeah. rent. There's just so many, like you're still going to have to be in contact with him mm-hmm. at some point.
3: I mean, I would have a friend facilitate all of that. But yeah, what, did he just leave you high and dry for like finding someone to take, who's on the
4: lease? Right. If he's just on the lease, then I would just leave and then yeah. li- leave him to deal with like pain, whatever. Mm -hmm.
6: hi Megan and Melissa I am 22 I use she her pronouns the guy I'm going to be talking about uses he him pronouns so I met this guy when we were both living up in Alaska um and we hooked up it was really good but there weren't feelings there really for me there were some red flags and we like both agreed that we were just like keeping it casual you know and we both left after a month like of seeing each other but after that We still talked a lot, like texting, and there were some kind of feelings there developing on my part. Um, We had kind of started joking about him coming to visit, and then it got more serious, and he ended up coming to visit, um, and it had been like, I think, a month or a month and a half. A week is a long time to spend with someone after not knowing them for really all that long. There were some things that I really kind of didn't like that icked me a little bit, and you know still a fun visit still a fun trip for sure but now it's been a month since then and with nothing like planned and like coming up my like feelings are kind of gone now again there's just some things that I'm not a big fan of and I just yeah the feelings are kind of faded away what I wanted to ask is I don't know like how to end it (laughs) I haven't ever had to like be the one to like end the situation like this. And he still has feelings for me. And he like talks about how much he misses me and like stuff like that. I never know what to say. And then my other problem is I am very much the type of person that likes to cut off contact when I end something or like break up with someone. Cause that's how I get over it. And I know that he is not like that and that he's going to want to still talk and stay in touch. So I don't know how to like nicely say, please never talk to me again. Because he's like a nice guy and I don't want to hurt his feelings too bad. I know it's going to do it either way, but I don't know. I just kind of need advice on how to like end this situation that I've gotten myself
5: into.
3: Thanks. Love you guys. Bye. I truly wish it was acceptable to say, please never talk to me again.
4: Why is it not acceptable?
3: You know, like I, I mean, in every context, I wish there was no hard feelings in that, you know, but you can not control other people's feelings.
4: No, but your feelings here are you don't want to be in association with this. Person. You called the perfect podcast. <laughs> yes. So I would simply either ghost yeah. or say, hey, I think you're an all right person, (laughs) but you're not somebody that I would like to date. And also, since this isn't that serious, you can send it in a text message, I believe.
3: Oh, my God. Yeah, they never even crossed my mind that you would do this on the phone or FaceTime. Like, this is text. Yes. This is fully a text. Here's the thing. Here's what I would do. The nicest way, I think, to do this in a way that I would do it. So it's not like the nicest way that it's nice as I would do is I would initiate a conversation of, hey, I just wanted to reach out and I just want to be really honest with you. You know, it was really fun seeing you and like I had fun like in Alaska, but I just, my feelings have just like changed and I am not interested in pursuing anything with you. And I want to be honest with you. I don't want to like lead you on. And I think that you're great and you're going to find someone who is like really great for you that's just not me. and then if he tries to hang out with you and like be your friend as long as you don't say let's say friends stay friends or no, he says let's stay friends that's what you want no but then you are allowed to not respond to anything he says ever again you know what I mean unless there's an, an assumption created by him or you that like you're going to maintain a friendship and you're going to still talk just don't respond And, you know, I've done this before where it's like, I'll just respond to like every three text, like third text message, or I'll just like, like a message. But like, this is something that like, you don't owe him anything.
4: Yeah. Once you cut it off, just cut it off, you
3: know? Yeah. If you think about it this way, like when I think about ghosting to like make myself feel better, if someone wants to come after me, which to be fair, I have really no remorse about ghosting. Like I'm doing what works for me, but I am also doing what's best for you because like Here's the thing: If I don't like you anymore, I'm not going to fake that to you. I'm not going to be like me not responding to your text message, bitch. You you should be happy that I am not. Re- you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm.
4: it's like if you know that I don't want to spend any time with you, then why are you trying to push anything more?
3: Yeah, no, it it's just like you heard me the first time. Like this is I don't want to pursue any of this, and like gives like the. I know better than you. Like, I'm just going to like stick around and kind of be there. I'm like, this is like really embarrassing Mm -hmm. for you. Like, this is really cringy and I just don't want to. And like, you shouldn't want to spend time with me. This just feels like you're trying to win or conquer or like change my mind. There's also nothing wrong with if ghosting feels too extreme for you. First of all, ghost for a week, like a trial run, just like don't respond if you like responds for a week, then see how you feel afterwards. Because usually the guilt is like a 24-hour, usually like three-hour thing. And if you can get past that week, you're like, I can just never respond again. Yeah. Because sometimes it's worse to like keep those like pleasantries and like ni- like those things. I think that's worse. hmm As long as you're not mean when you're ghosting.
4: How can you be mean if you're not talking to him? In
3: the goodbye. <laughs> in the please never talk to me again text. Yeah. You know, that's it. And you, like, you're not in a relationship. You don't own anything. Yeah.
4: I mean, they're long distance. It's literally an Alaska hookup. And also they mostly text anyway. So Mm -hmm. there is an issue with when you have like a
3: destination dick appointment and then you bring that domestic. Alaska is part
4: of America. I was trying to keep the D's.
3: I was trying to keep the D's. You keep it down. home. (laughs) I don't know. But the shine and the shimmer of that kind of faith. Naturally.
7: Yeah.
4: Best of luck. Let us know how it goes, please. Yeah. All right. Let's take a break. Woo!
0: Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments.
8: Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural
0: diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code
8: LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN.
2: Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first
8: card at moonpig.com.
5: moonpig.com.
8: Normally being a little extra can be a bit much. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at onepeloton.com.
3: Today's episode is brought to you by a sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 310 Nutrition is helping us.
4: Beverage while I'm working out. I just take one stick of the hydrate, mix it in with my bottle of water. 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water if you got that hydrate in there. They also have the all in one shakes, which I absolutely love. I'm running low, so I got to get some more. But um, I
3: Okay, we are back from our break and we're going to get into the rest of the calls.
9: Hi, Megan and Melissa. I was a previous caller from season six, episode 16. I was the girl whose boyfriend didn't tell her about his past sexual history with his best friend. We were both still together, now both 28 and more than a year into the long distance I mentioned. I gave him a pass because of the confusion we had in our first few months of dating about whether or not we would stay together when he went to school. He eventually stopped being friends with that girl because I wasn't able to get over the way it made me uncomfortable. But we have had for the most part a great relationship since i'm not calling about a separate issue that has come up that took place during those first confusing months during that time he went on a trip with his friends from college to new york city his friends bought him lots of shops because of an old bet they had and he ended up blacking out and sharing a bed with a different friend that was a girl this girl is his best guy friend sister and he told me about it the first night he got back. I was pissed that he insisted she was like his sister and has never had any interest. I also asked if he was naked because he always sleeps naked. And when you're blackout, you'd probably just do what you're used to. He said, no, he wasn't. And I struggled with it, but decided it was probably nothing. Fast forward to last week, almost two years later, and those friends are in town. And the girl jokes about them all having seen him naked at some point. He was pretty wild in college, so I was kind of hoping it was then, but had him ask her later for clarification over text because he said he had no idea when she would have. She responded that it was the weekend in New York City, the night they shared the bed, and that he also tried to have sex with her, but she stopped him by slapping him and telling him to turn over. I could tell if he was reading the text, he was just as shocked and horrified as I was. She cried and begged for my forgiveness and even said he would stop drinking. She said he would do anything to keep this relationship. I'm struggling because while he kept things for me in the past, I can't say this was a lie because he clearly had no memory of it. I'm also confused because while he, we had been seeing each other for months, we had not officially decided what we were at this point. I was also supposed to be on that trip and in that bed, but canceled last minute. I don't know if I can consider it cheating. They didn't have sex, and we weren't sure what we were. He has changed a lot in the past two years. He doesn't have much contact with these friends and never even really gets drunk. He has not blacked out since. I am heartbroken, but I feel like we've come so far to let something that he wasn't aware he did when he was a different person end it all now. We are also only six months from long distance ending. Should I separate it in my head and try to move on or am I being dumb? I appreciate your advice.
4: I don't think that you're being dumb. I think you're trying to see the best in the situation because it did happen over two years ago. Your relationship has been fine-ish other than him lying about hooking up with this friend, mm-hmm. which was before you guys were dating. Well, it wasn't really a lie. He just hadn't told you with his friend. And also you guys weren't dating at this time. I think this is a complicated situation.
3: I don't. Because just before you continue, here's the thing. He's saying that he didn't know. But the second he came home from that trip, he told her, I got blackout drunk. We slept in the same bed. And I promise you my clothes were on. If this, like, surprise, I had no idea any of this. How was he so definite in what he did know to then immediately tell her? He was so drunk, other people told him. And other people told him what actually
4: happened. And then he
3: lied about it to her.
4: I mean, when he woke up, he knew he didn't have clothes on. When he came to, he knew he didn't have clothes on. I'm just more so... That they weren't dating. Yeah, Yeah. they weren't dating. I mean, they were dating, but they weren't exclusive at the time.
3: I want to know... The timeline, how this coincided with the
4: other original call mm-hmm. about the other girl. And also the shock on he, on his face, it could have been the fact that you were reading the text message at the same time he was. And yeah. the information was put in a text message, not that he was shocked because... He didn't know it was happening. It was more so he was shocked that now you were seeing what actually happened.
3: I also just have a very hard time believing that like this girl would bring it up for the first time ever. None of them have ever discussed it there in front of you if she didn't want you to know. Mm -hmm. I think that's why she brought it up. And when you have like a fucking crazy blackout night, you wake up naked. You're in the bed with your friend's like sister. But also he did try to
4: hook up with her too. That's what I'm saying. Like she pushed him the away. next day,
3: they would all talk about that. Like, that's what you, that's what you do. And like, I just think that like, he went out of his way to lie early on about like, no, she's like my sister. Like, no, nothing like that. And being like so sure when he didn't have to be because you weren't dating. Mm-hmm. And that to me, that's a red flag that it's like, I would rather you have like done this and then just like fully told me absolutely everything because yeah, like we weren't dating. You actually didn't owe me that. Like I can make the choice if I want to continue a relationship and like, or continue pursuing potential relationship with you or not. But if you, if we're not even dating and so if we want to get on technicalities, technically like that is not cheating, but you still feel the need to lie. That to me is a big red flag. But I do understand the fact that you're saying that this is all of these, things that you guys have gone through are all from 2 years ago. Mm-hmm. The thing that also sticks out to me is like him saying like I'll do whatever you want. I can stop drinking if you want me to. Like it's putting a lot of it on you and your responsibility that like you just tell him what to do and he'll do it versus him taking it upon himself to be like I'm going to stop drinking and I'm going to start going to therapy and I'm going to do all of this stuff because I care about this relationship not tell me what to do and I will do it. That puts it on you still. And it means that if the relationship fails, it's because you wouldn't tell him. You know what I mean? Like it it puts onus on you for stuff that's like, well, I'm going to do anything to make it better. You just tell me what it is. And it's like, have you not thought about what you could do? Like, just do it. Like, Mm -hmm. do
4: it. Be better. So what do you think about them being in six months? They're not going to be long distance anymore.
3: I don't have good feelings about him being forthcoming about information that is not that you are directly confronting so if it was me i would be yeah what have you been doing when we have not been together yeah
4: that's my thing is everything that you found out about things that he's done in the past it's been through you coming upon the information Mm -hmm. and not him being forthcoming so i would definitely ask him like what all have you been doing yeah If he was drinking that much and didn't realize he almost, well, he tried to sleep with someone he considers to be his sister, Sister.
3: but then was so definitely sure absolutely nothing happened and he was not naked, even though he woke up naked Mm -hmm. and they've like all definitely talked about it before. I think if someone has made such strides and leaps and bounds on like being a better person and a partner within two years, part of that would have been unprompted without you finding out him saying, Hey, I have something to tell you this is what happened this couple of years ago. And I need to tell you the whole thing. I need to do this. And even if it's not this situation, he's done other shady, stupid shit. Has he come forth and told you stuff within the last couple of years that like he has not been backed in a corner about? He has not been confronted about? Like, are there any lies that he has gotten away with that you had no idea about that he has told you? Like, Mm -hmm. I just think that like his reaction to this and like the crying, it's just like, I'm all for men expressing their emotions and crying and all of that stuff. But like, stop, you fucked up. This is what's happened here. You lied. And now I'm comforting you because you had no idea any of this. And like, if you want to talk about having, like potentially having a drinking problem, that is a separate conversation. Right. And that's a very valid conversation to have. Like, I understand it. I don't drink. I am not a good person when I drink. Like, But any stupid shit that I have done while drunk, like, That is a separate conversation Mm -hmm. than like lying in a relationship. Right. I think it's manipulative. Also, you've said that like since this has happened, he like hasn't drank that much since. So it doesn't sound like he got sober. It doesn't like I don't know. I don't want to say like from how you've been talking about it. It it seems like he's he blacked out this one time two years ago. He hasn't blacked out since. It doesn't sound like he has a drinking problem.
4: Do you mean? Yeah. I mean, I blacked out one time in my life. Lucky. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I was a heavy drinker, but it was only one time that I I was drinking all day and then blacked out. And I I will say that while I was blackout drunk, I blatantly lied about a lot of things. Uh, Thankfully, my cousin was there with me (laughs) and he was telling me all this stuff. I was like, none of that actually happened in real life. I don't know where I came up with these (laughs) ideas, but that's not true. And he was there to protect me, of course, but I know that when you're blackout drunk, that like things can happen, but I woke up and I was naked, but I always, I am always naked when I go to sleep. So like, but I was, I fully remember everything from the moment I woke up. So the fact that he does not remember or tells you that he doesn't remember what happened the next day when he woke up with no clothes on, then that, He is blatantly lying to you.
3: Because it doesn't add up because he's definitively saying that, oh, nothing happened. I woke up like nothing, nothing, nothing like this is like and now it's like, oh, I didn't remember. And it's like,
4: it's, like, like if he lied about something like this before you were actually together, what has he been lying to you about while you are together? Yeah. So I'd be very cautious.
3: And also like, was his friend there? Did his friend know that like he tried to have sex with his sister and then like she slapped him? And like, was the friend there at dinner again? Like, that's an event. Like, you know, when you like party with your friends, you go on a trip, like shit happens. And like, that's what you talk about. Like, this is one of those things. And I think like something that's like really shady that people do is the, I'm going to be forthcoming about something and not tell you the whole truth to make you feel like I'm being honest with Mm -hmm. you. But it's not, it's hiding kind of those lies in plain sight. I mean, I think that you should do some digging about what he's been up to while he, like, you have been long distance. I would talk to that girl again who had this interaction with him. I would also talk to her in the sense of like, that seems like, I don't know how she phrased it because it seems like, I don't want to say a casual thing, but like, that's like a very scary situation.
4: It might. It, she just rolled over and went to sleep. So I feel like this probably wasn't the first that's, time that it happened.
3: Yeah. This to me sounds like if there is a man naked next to me in bed trying to have sex with me, Mm -hmm. like, and I am like, oh, I just rolled over and I was like, fuck off and we're still friends and I'm still there. Like, yes, it makes me wonder if this is like something that he kind of just does. And I think, again, there's a reason why she brought that conversation up and it was not to protect him and it was not for him, was not for, like, she knew what she was doing and it's because I think she knows that you didn't know it would be water under the bridge if he had been completely like angelic and perfect for the last, like, Time that you have been, you know what I mean? Like, if this is like way in the past, it's like, you know what? I have no need to bring this thing up. She doesn't know what it's, it, what she doesn't know won't hurt her. This seems like she needed you to know because something else is happening. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, he has not changed. And this is
4: the second thing that you found out that he's lied about. Yeah. So,
3: and I hope if you don't take our advice and you are still, you don't do the snooping and you want to like move on past this and have a re- relationship and keep going on the same trajectory that you are. Do not move in with him when you are done being long distance. Mm-hmm. Don't. Just don't fucking do it. Yeah. You've got six months. Mm-hmm. I think we should start like an agency where we just snoop for people. I would love that. I would love it too.
10: Hi, Megan and Melissa. I'm a little newer to podcasts, podcast, but I have followed Megan for a while. So when I was looking for something to listen to at work, it was one of the first that I searched for, and I love it. So. I'm a 27-year-old female. My pronouns are she, her. My boyfriend is 30, and his pronouns are he, him. We've been together about seven months, and he's, like, uncomfortable with the idea of me, like, masturbating. Like, he's seen my toys and said stuff like, well, you don't need those anymore because you have me. Or, like, at the beginning of our relationship, I've talked about it, and he just, like, doesn't like it. He came over recently recently. And I had left something out, and I quickly hid it before he was able to see. But, like, I felt weird and guilty about it. I know you guys are, like, really open about masturbation, and I know, like, Megan, you're in a relationship, and you've, like, talked about it. I just, I hope you guys have some kind of advice on this. Also, we have used a toy during sex one because, like, I brought it up, but it was hard for me to finish because I felt like he was weird about it, um, and I couldn't, like, let myself. Yeah, he does get me off, but mostly by penetration. And when he does go down on me, either I can't finish or it's just, like, different than a toy or when I do it myself. And sometimes I just, like, need that, and I believe it's healthy and, like, perfectly normal. And I don't know if it's just something I need to keep to myself or what I should do, if anything. I can't wait to hear what you guys have to say. Love you. Bye. Oh. Also, I'm kind of out of breath because I'm really nervous.
4: anyway, thanks. bye. I can't. This is a 30 year old man. Does he not masturbate? There's no way he's not masturbating. He has been on this Earth for
3: 30 years. Break up with him. Break up with him. Like, just fuck it. like, did he participate in no
4: November? Yeah, like, has he ever watched porn? There's no way he doesn't masturbate. There's no fucking way. But also, I'm like, you're going to be a
3: 30-year-old who has, like, literally, like, the statement, like, well, like, you don't need those anymore because now you have... What? Okay, we're dating now, so chop off your hands. Like, what do you mean? Like, it just makes... That's so, so wildly, like, naive. And, like, he's viewing masturbation as, like, the means to an end. This is a sex thing. You only do this when you're not in a relationship. And like, you've only been dating for seven months. And so like, does he think in his world and his mindset that like every time that you are horny or you're in the mood, which by the way, like you can masturbate for so many different yeah, reasons, you but like
4: have a headache, you could just, just need to
3: want to fall asleep, yeah, you've like got cramps. There's so many reasons, but like, let's say it's like, but like purely like horny base. Does he expect you to like call him like
4: that? He is your sex slave, like, or just wait till you he gets there. No, this man is so immature. He's so stupid. Being
3: like uncomfortable and emasculated by a sex toy when you are 30, that is not your fucking problem. I mean, it's never anyone's problem to like deal with that. But like you've already had these conversations with him. Like you've already been like, we're going to have like use one in the bedroom. And you said like you felt uncomfortable and like, this is affecting how your relationship with your own pleasure, because you now feel guilty when you have done it. Like, no, you cut him out and you fucking bounce because like, I hate that you've only been seeing this guy for seven months and he has instilled in your head that now, oh, is this something I should keep to myself and be private? You're 27 years old. Like you are, you own sex toys. You like masturbate. You have these things that like within seven months, this man, and then this is no discredit to you at all. This is like, fuck men and how they can make you feel of... And now you're wondering, wow, should I not be doing this? I feel guilty doing this. Should I have to should I hide this? Blah, blah, blah. Like you've done all of the handholding that you not even need to do, but like that you did to like try and un- get him to be like, hello, welcome to the 21st century. Do you know what a clitoris is? Do you understand any of this? And he has just been like, nah, not about it. No. Goodbye. Bye. We have no time. Mm-mm. No Time. This is so not how, not to make the whole like not all men argument, but like truly, like there are people, like guys that you were like, will literally love the idea of you getting off, like in like the, whether they're turned on by that, where they're just like, yes, go for it. Like the the goal or like the norm isn't someone who tolerates it, like at all. This makes me (laughs) mad. He is 30 years old. And like the only time that you're ever like coming is from penetration. Yeah, he's not. He's also not good in bed. And the audacity to be not good in bed and then not let your partner to masturbate. Like you said, you he doesn't make you come when he goes down on you. And like, you're better when you're doing like you're getting yourself off. Maybe he doesn't want you to masturbate because you'll be reminded <laughs> that he's not good in
4: bed. But like, if you're not good in bed, you should be good with sex toys. Come on. That makes you good in bed. Literally. Like penis and thrusting itself doesn't have to be the only thing that makes you good in bed.
3: And also like majority of the time if you're coming from penetration that is purely based on angles and it's purely based on you knowing your angles. Mm-hmm. Like he's not putting the work in to make you come during penetrative sex. Unlikely. Like it's possible, like that can happen, but it's so much about the angle that you're having sex but also the angle that your your parts are and like your body is and like where your clit is. Like
4: <sighs> I'm over this. I'm over it. <laughs> I'll drop some articles from Bustle into the description but if you want to try to talk it out but no i, I don't have the energy she, she might be someone who does also don't be nervous no
3: dump him and buy a new vibrator buy any new toy you want
4: all right it is time for don't blame them
3: this is don't blame them this is where a listener will call in with their own advice so if we talked about something on a previous episode that they have gone through personally they have a friend who went through it personally or they just have some insight that maybe we didn't mention or maybe we did mention they want to reiterate they give their own two cents
4: but this one is from the episode where the caller was upset because her brother and best friend were dating Mm. and then they were leaving her out
7: yep Megan and Melissa, I am calling with a "Don't Blame Them" in response to the latest episode with the girl whose best friend dated her brother. And I had a eerily similar situation a couple of years ago. So my best friend from high school started dating my brother, who had never dated anyone, never even shown interest in anyone. So it kind of came out of nowhere, and they were absolute polar and She's always been bad news, which I told everyone from to the beginning shitty person and I'm crazy she ended up cheating on him anyway but I also had moved away from home further than anyone so I was completely out of the loop of anything and everything going on so I had to completely distance myself from both of them I've always been super close with my brother and I was super close with this girl as well and once they started dating it kind of you know so that separation and kind of had to be and I found it better to be out of the loop because trust me even if you want to be involved you don't You'll find out things about either of them that you will make you want to vomit, so you'll be fine. But one, that girl is not your best friend, especially if you're having to cry information out of her that she's just in it for him now, and now if it's not about you and her, that should be the priority. She's not your best friend. And then either have a sit-down, honest heart-to-heart with your brother and let him know how you're feeling, or just kind of wait for this to fizzle out, And if they're both asking for incredibly immature like it seems like they are and aren't including you in anything then kind of wait for it all to blow up in their faces because eventually i'm sure it will all right well thank you bye (laughs) just that paired
3: with her like very sunny voice Mm -hmm. just like just let it trickle out because it'll blow up in their faces I did a poll on the Instagram and um, one person was saying that like she is like married to her best friend's brother or something now. And like, again, it's great. And then like a lot of other people were like, yeah, this has happened. Like it's been like a friend. It is wild how common it is. Yeah.
4: For me, like if it's like high school or like in your hometown, it seems like that's oh, yeah. totally like a norm type like, thing. If
3: Sydney had a brother, well, here's the issue. If Sydney had a brother, he would be very, very short. But like we would, that always said like we wished that they had a brother, so then we could like be related. I think
4: it's different when you're in on it and know that they want to yeah. date, and you're you might be one pushing for them to date, but when they're sneaking it and doing it behind your back, that's what makes it worse. I would be pissed.
3: Well, that is it for our episode. We hope you all enjoyed. If you want to go leave a review on the podcast app, please do get there ahead before Rachel does, and um, we should read one. Oh yeah. And while we pull up one to read, I will also tell you that we are on Patreon. We do live streams twice a month, really fun. Literally just like Zoom hangouts with your friends. It's a great way to make friends or just maintain um, some semblance of a social life while being indoors, especially during the holiday season. If you have to like go home and visit family and stuff, you can be like, I have like a work or like a college class that I have to be on Zoom for. And then we also have all the video versions of the episodes. So if you want to watch our
4: reactions, you can. M&M equals bad asses. The S's and ass are spelt with dollar signs. Ka-ching. Um, and this is from The 13 Sunflowers. IDK, who let the Rachels be so unhinged, but these radical liberal ideas are basic human decency. m M&M and give great advice and are hilarious. Keep it up, ladies. To all the Rachels, I hope you stub your toe, but really do get vaccinated and find a MF hobby. Hell yes. Thank you for
3: that. Thank you. We love it. If you're unfamiliar with Rachel, Rachel is a disgruntled listener who likes to come by every other week and leave her specifically unhinged reviews. They're quite a fun time to read, but they um, we do appreciate when you leave nice reviews because she has made it her personal mission to, to, tank, our ratings. to tank our ratings. So we would love if you left a review if you enjoyed. And we also have another podcast, like I said. But am I wrong? That comes out on Thursdays. It's really fun. And if you want to follow us on Instagram, please do. Our Instagram is by Megan and Melissa. We will have it linked down below. You can also vote on the topics that we have for the next. But am I wrong? Episode and yeah. If you're listening this far in, what should they go comment on the newest Instagram post?
4: You know that uh that sound that people use and they'll ask their friend to they'll ask their friends to just send them a picture of them holding a random object yes and then play the sound mm-hmm. anything's a vibrator if you believe <gasps> in it yes so comment um, emoji of what you think could be a vibrator that's a great great call mm-hmm.
3: and if you're feeling extra creative or you have one that you're like this would be great but there isn't an emoji of it feel free to use a couple emojis to describe what you're trying or you can write it out that's it. Follow us on socials and
4: uh, we will be back on Monday. Anything else you want to say? Follow me. She is not Melissa. There might be a naked picture, me. It's a good one. You should, you should do I'll it. I'll probably post it.
3: Well, we will see you all next time. Goodbye. Bye. Don't Blame Me is a production by me. Executive produced by Melissa DeMonts and Diamond Emprint Productions. Edited by Coco Lawrence. Post-production sound by Chris Henry. Production assistance by Melanie D. Watson. Music by Ryan Hunter and Giacomo Picasso.
1: Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash
2: upgrade. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig.